We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA Front Office Show, Wednesday, November 29th. We had a day off yesterday, but not for a good reason. It's not like we were Ferris Bueller running around the streets of Chicago or anything. No, Keith Smith, you you were going through it yesterday. Had a rough one. <laughs> yeah, a little little uh, food poisoning, I think. Uh, a little a little bit of a rough night uh, the night before, and I carried into a rough day until around the middle of the afternoon. But but we we bounced back, you know. And then we were, that's uh, right. MJ flu game a tweeting last night uh, during the in season tournament, and we're we're good to go. That's right. You you are not going to spend the next few weeks as questionable to play in, in the game, <laughs> only to be downgraded to out. Yeah, no, no, you you one, one day on the the injured list, and and Keith is back back in action. Yeah, um, you mentioned the you mentioned the in season tournament. Let let's start there. So now we know the the yeah. quarterfinals are set. Um, having gone through the group stage so far, so good for the NBA with the tournament. I think so. I I really enjoyed it. I thought yeah. the last night was so fun with all of the different stuff that was happening with the games, with teams trying to win by X amount and just trying to win, period. And mm -hmm. then you had, all right, well, we did, like with the Celtics specifically, they were about four to five minutes ahead in real time of the uh, Nets game. And they had already done their part. They had won by 27. They needed to win by at least 23 to win the group. And then it came down to, are the Nets going to win? But are the Nets going to win by only, I think it was 12 or less, uh, that mm -hmm. the Nets needed to win by or something in that range. So it was like, all right, the Nets looks like they're going to win. And then all of a sudden, the Nets were like, let's go in the last minute. And we're like, let's try to you know, score a bunch of points. And they were really racing up and down the floor when they already had the game in hand, trying to get themselves through. So, it, you know, that stuff to me was fun. I know some of the players talked about it. Just, it doesn't feel right to be running up these scores. It's not, yeah. what you do. but I don't know if you saw it. Candace Parker, I thought made the best point. And she's played in these uh, style of events when she's played overseas before. Mm -hmm. And she was like, that's how it works over there, whether it's soccer or basketball, men's or women's point mm -hmm. differential is the tiebreaker. So nobody gets bent out of shape when a team tries to run it up and score a little bit more because that's a big part of how you advance in these things. So I I thought that was the, the, the right kind of take to have about it. 
Yeah, and look, there's tweaks that can be made for sure. I'm sure they're going to tweak things for next year, and maybe there's some different things. I'll, I'll say this for from my perspective, even even if somebody who does this, I thought it was very difficult to keep track of what everything meant, of who was yep. going through when and what point totals needed to be. And part of that is just it's the nature of the beast. It's what happens when you've got smaller groups and and, and just a handful of games and, and all of that. But still, I had a very tough time keeping track of it. And and that's me. And I do this. So if the goal is to bring in more of the casual fan. I think you've got to do something to make that translate a little bit better. But other than that, that's my lone criticism. Other than that, I thought it was pretty fun. I thought the teams played hard. I thought we saw guys that, you know, there was question, there were question marks about is this do players care about $500,000, right? To, to us, we hear these guys are millionaires. And so $500,000 is nothing to them and, and all of that. Right. We don't, our, our, our bank accounts, most of us anyway, our bank accounts don't, they don't live in the, in the same territory here as, <laughs> as, as these guys. So, um, it's hard to really wrap our minds around, you know, those kind of numbers, but the answer was, yes, they do care about $500,000. It does matter. And I thought we saw some good basketball as a, as a result. Um, I just put up on the screen here, uh, for YouTube viewers, the, the tournament bracket. Now, uh, the quarterfinals are set. It's Celtics and Pacers, Knicks and Bucks, Suns and Lakers and Pelicans and Kings. So I also like that it wasn't just like the top teams in each conference that mm -hmm. got through, you know, it's not just, it's not just one through four in each conference that, that are through. And then you're, and then off you go, you, there were some surprises to, to come through too. So that was good to see. Yeah. For teams like the Pacers and the Pelicans yeah. and the Kings and probably the Knicks, this is a chance to win something, right? They, they're probably not title contenders. Any of those teams as currently constructed, and we're probably not going to see them playing uh, deep into June, but Playing in this, this is big. And, you know, maybe this does give them a momentum to push push through and go deeper into the tournament and those kind of mm -hmm. things. And, and then deeper into the postseason, ultimately, and all that. So I thought it was good. I even thought last night the NBA making the games double count as regular season games. Yeah. You had the Rockets had to beat the Mavericks, and they would have won their group. Then the Mavericks they were already eliminated. They couldn't even qualify as a wild card or anything. So for them, it was like, yeah, what do they care? Well, they cared because they've been in a little bit of a rough patch recently in the standings. So for them, it's a chance to, Hey, let's get a regular season win. Let's try to right the ship a little mm -hmm. bit here. Let's try to, you know, make sure we stay above that top six line in the Western conference uh, playoff uh, chase. So that's important. Right. So I think the NBA mm -hmm. kid on it. Good. I know a lot of people who are like, yeah, it felt like guys were playing harder and they don't watch like we do night in yeah. and night out. I mean, so that part of it was was fun. I do think, and we have the technology we need, like how they have at the World Cup or the Premier League final day. If results the live stand. updating. Yeah. Right. Like we, we can do that, put it in the corner of the screen, like like TNT was yes. the broadcast partner last night. Put it in the corner on the TNT game at the minimum, but you could probably create it so it's up on every game that mattered and just have that up, you know, kind of cycling through with all right, live update. Here's what the matchups would be and those kind of things. Cause then mm -hmm. I think people would be like, all right, I kind of got it a little bit more and I can at right. least follow it that way. Cause you're right, the combinations are hard. ESPN, the number one place people go looking for information, they did their point differential by point differential per game. That a lot of people like, oh, you can't just do math and multiply it by four. 
or three. And I'm like, yeah. I can, but I want to see just the total number. Like that's yeah. way easier to figure out than just look at instantly and be like, okay, I know where I'm at. Then deal. You know, why you're making me do math. So little things like that will help improve this as it goes. And I assume as they do with everything, the league will make tweaks to this as well. Well, then, because if you if you look at the total number two, then you know how much your team needs to win or not lose by or, or, or whatever it is. I also thought it was kind of cool. It was like that. It was late for you, I know, but the uh, but the Kings and the Warriors. I don't know if you were up to see the conclusion of that. That was uh, that was a crazy finish, a great way to close out the group stage, and you could see both teams. Like at least I felt like I could I could tell that both teams had the number in their head that they needed to get to in order to get there. And then there was a point where the Kings were like, okay, we're pretty safe to go through. Yep. F it. Let's, let's go for let's the win, win too. Right. Yeah. Let's go win the game. Yeah. And then they did Malik Monk hit the shot at the end and then Steph Curry missed. Um, you could, you could almost see them kind of, you know, trying to edge each other out at that point total. And then the Kings went on a run and they went, you know, we could pick up a regular season win too. And they, yeah. and they went and did it. Yeah, and the Warriors, they were up big in that game. And it felt like when the Kings started their comeback yeah. and they started to pull it in closer to the range, I want to say it was the Warriors needed the to was 11. win. In a, yeah, it was 11, I think it was. So I think it was like like they had to win by 12 or more. The <clears throat> Kings could lose by 11 or win. When it got close to that number, it felt like the Warriors got tight. Then like started like, you know, all right, like now we really got to figure this out. And the Kings by that point had snatched momentum. And, you know, we're like you said, not even just, all right, we're in there where we've made it through in the tournament. Let's like, now we've got them on the ropes a little bit. Let's go get mm -hmm. a win. So, all right. So let's, let's break this down real quick. Yeah. Wait, let's do it. We'll do it day by day. So Monday, the 4th of December. Mm -hmm. So what is that? Three, four days from now. Yeah. Um, Let me just real quick rant aside. No games the next two Sundays in the NBA. That right? No games on Sunday the third, and no games on Sunday the tenth. How did uh, that? And so that's the, just because they reserve so much time for the in season. Yeah, tournament? I think so to make sure because you have your regular games now uh, this week on. Mm -hmm. uh, well, what is it? Today's what is today? Thursday, Wednesday. So you've got your regular games Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, mm -hmm. and you didn't want to make somebody play and then potentially play. Right. In season tournament game the next day. <clears throat> so Sunday's a day off. And then you've got uh yeah, and then Sunday the 10th after the final is also a day off. But presumably again, don't want somebody to play the in-season tournament final and then go. So it's gonna be a weird schedule uh, weird. for the next you know week or so in the league. But all right, so Monday the fourth, we got Celtics Pacers. Well, what do yeah. you think? It's Celtics at Pacers. That's interesting that the the Pacers have home court. Like I wouldn't just looking at the two teams, I wouldn't guess that the home team yeah. would be the Pacers. But nonetheless, um, I I think the Pacers have been the best offense in the NBA. But I'm going to say the Celtics uh, get it done. If you have a team that says, "Hey, we need to win by 23," and then just goes out and does it, <laughs> yeah. like and wins by 20, like that's 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 pretty damn good. So I, I'm going to go the Celtics. That uh, I'm assuming you're you're doing the same. Yeah, I think so. The Celtics already hammered the Pacers earlier this season. I think they're better equipped to not necessarily get caught up in the let's race up and down the floor game yeah. that the Pacers so often pull their opponents to with them. So, so yeah, I'm I'm gonna pick the the Celtics. We'll see them getting the Monday game. 
we'll see if Chris Saps Porzingis can play or not. Yeah. It, that's like right at the end of when they said he could be back. So, so we'll see. All right. Pelicans mm-hmm. Kings in the night game. I'll pick first in this one. Sure. I'm going to go with the Kings. I, I, they, they get home, you know, that crowd will probably be rocking and they'll probably be pretty excited. And this is probably outside of the Boston game. This is the one I'm most interested in just because mm-hmm. it's, it's just a fun matchup. Uh, so, but yeah, I'm going to go with the Kings. Well, one of our, our news stories, and I guess we can just bleed into that. CJ McCollum is returning tonight, was dealing with that. That I mean, Was it a collapsed lung again for, yeah. for McCollum? And he is uh, he's making his, his return. So he will be, or should be, fingers crossed, hopefully everything goes well in action uh, for this one. But I'm, I'm going to agree with you. I also go Kings here. I think the Kings are just a really good team. I think when the, the way they shoot the three, if they're on, you're not beating them. So, um, yeah, I, I've got the Kings. Did you see the fall Zion took last night? Yeah, that was that. It was awkward looking, and it was there was a moment there where you went, "Oh no, not again!" Yeah. But he um, really seems to be okay. Yeah, he's all right. Yeah. But anyway, I'm gonna go. I'll go Kings for this one. All right, and then we got on uh, Tuesday uh, in the early game, seven thirty p.m. Mm-hmm. Knicks at Bucks. The Knicks were the wild card team. They had the best uh, uh, point differential. It came down to a multiple team tie yeah. at three and one. It was the Knicks, the Magic, the Nets, and the Cavs. And the Knicks, uh, by virtue of pre- pretty good margin, had the uh, best uh, um, uh, differential there. They did no no one ended up really close to them. So so they're through. Again, I'm going to go with the Bucs. I just think the better team, they're at home. I'll, I'll, I'll pick the Bucs to, to get this win, but I, I think this has a chance to be a fun game too. Well, we're making all the same picks. I, I'm also going with the Bucs. I think they're the better team and, and think they ultimately get the job done. Um, I, I like the matchups for, for the Bucs as well. Um, all right, last one. Maybe we go opposites here. Obviously, I'm going to go Lakers because I'm going to root with my heart here. Uh, I think it's going to be a really close one, but I think the Lakers... I. Look, I'll, I'll be honest. I have not seen every single in-season tournament game, but I think the Lakers, of all the teams that we've said these teams have cared about the in-season tournament, I think the Lakers have probably cared the most. They've talked about it a bunch, about how much the $500,000 means and, and all this stuff. So I'm. they've had a lot of games where they just they fall flat, and then tournament games, they they pick it up, and they play hard and frustrate fans. Why don't you do this on a regular season game? But... I'll I'll say the Lakers get it done. They're they're two and zero against the Suns this season, though, so that has me a little bit concerned because it's tough to beat the Suns team three times in a row. But I'll go Lakers. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Lakers too, just because I think I don't know. We don't know if Kevin Durant will be on the floor or not. We hope yeah. it sounds like he's really close. Uh, to coming back, it's you know let's get him out there, and I think the league would like that, right? With let's get a lot of the best players we. Bradley Beal's probably not going to play. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think there's really any chance he'll play. So, uh, yeah, but I'll, I'll go again. I'll go with the Lakers at home. I think that they have a you know chance here. And to your point, four and zero in the in season tournament, six and eight in the other the other mm-hmm. games. The, the Pacers are in the same boat. They won four and zero, and then they're something like five and seven or something like that in their, their other games. So it's a uh, you know definitely teams have put. I'm not going to say put like way more priority on this, but Yo, yeah, it's it is something where you have seen some teams play hard and really try to get through and push through. And the, the Lakers were, you know, they, they the Pacers just by virtue of their game finished earlier yeah. in the day than the Lakers, but they were the first two teams to clinch by by uh, both going undefeated in their groups. So, yeah, I, I'm very uh, curious to see with this one. Uh, we'll do the semifinals and the finals because mm-hmm. we're a little pressed for time today. We'll do those when we know them. 
uh, there. It's funny. I saw a lot of people like, watch, we're going to get Celtics Lakers as the final in this, but then not the NBA finals. Then I was like, well, it doesn't matter. We're still going to count it as the, the battle for Banner 18. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. That's, that's a good question here. It's because I, and you are maybe the only other person, the only other fan base that can speak to this. Are you hanging that banner? No. I, right? Th- yeah, like I wouldn't. But the NBA, yeah. Adam Silver is going to say, hang this. They want yeah. this to be legit. There's going to be pressure there. But if you're the Lakers, if you're the Celtics, you've got 17 NBA championships. Other teams are hanging like Pacific Division banners. Yeah. I don't know who would be doing that. But <laughs> um, but the our, our teams don't do that. So yeah. what are you doing with this award? Like, is this something you're putting in the Raptors? Because I would say no. Yeah, I mean, unless the league mandates that you have to, yeah. I I don't think you would. Maybe you put it off to the side, you know, somewhere. And, yeah. you know, and it's like, it's weird too, like in TD Garden, it's the Bruins have won several championships too, so it's a little crowded up there. Mm-hmm. And then you have the Celtics have retired an absolutely asinine amount of jerseys. Um, so <laughs> there are numbers. So that's, there's banners for those up there as well. I think in... Uh, well, what is it? Crypto now. Those are on the sides, right? The, yeah. the retired. Uh, They're kind numbers. of back up and on the and on the wall. Yeah. The wall, yeah. So in in Boston, they hang. They have like a little like it's like their number on like a banner, and then there's like I don't know what it is. It's like maybe ten per mm. thing, but because they've retired so many of them, they have like three banners worth of them. Right. that hang up there so yeah it gets a little crowded and i don't know i i wouldn't hang a banner for this if i was the celtics and i wanted less the week yeah. like you have to then that's a whole different thing you know i do wonder because the league when we started the play-in tournament they got lakers warriors and that cemented it like mm-hmm. that gave the ratings were through the roof you got steph versus lebron it was a crazy game and it was like okay this this isn't going anywhere the the nc the playing tournament's here to stay if it winds up Lakers Celtics, that will. I mean, I already think it's it's a done deal. I think it's been successful yep. enough to where it's coming back next year. But that will one hundred percent cement that the in season tournament is going nowhere. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, without a doubt, that that would be you know massive if that was the uh, the finals matchup. They, and, they would absolutely love that. And Keith, how I that that is also the the day I'm going to come visit you in Orlando. <laughs> right, the day of the final, and unfortunately, I am I'm busy that night. I didn't know at the time what when the final was going to be or anything like that. And uh, if it winds up Lakers Celtics, and you and I are in the same city, and we can't watch it together, that will just be a tragedy. That Here, here's tragedy. what we'll do. Hey, I'm going to say this real quiet, so so my wife sitting in the room doesn't hear. We'll fake food poisoning. <laughs> from the lunch when we get together we'll both eat the same thing and then be like oh cheeseburger must have been bad Gosh. and then we'll just hang out and watch it together there, there you go i <laughs> yeah. like it i like yeah, it i got your back all right all right <laughs> good stuff we're ske- we're scheming we're scheming is. over here now you just have to hope your wife doesn't watch this which if she's like my family she i'm doesn't. sure she doesn't no. <laughs> yeah. she she doesn't she doesn't watch this she doesn't <laughs> she doesn't watch this she's had she's had friends who have said oh i i saw trevor's show or whatever i didn't know what he was talking about but i but it sounded good <laughs> yep that sounds like the that's conversation right. in our house and then that's she's right. like i don't know i don't watch it she's like i hear half of it every day that's right uh, while they're recording <laughs> but i don't watch it <laughs> um speaking of of watching shows by the way everybody those of you who are still watching over here at the you know 18 or so minute mark 
Uh, you guys are the real ones. Do us, do us a favor real quick. So we have a, a sister channel, which is uh, the Raptors Nation. I'll put a link in the description down below. I want to get them to a thousand subs subscribers. And uh, Luca's yeah. been doing a tremendous job over there. Luca's been on our show here to talk Raptors before. We'll have him on again uh, in the future. But uh, but go give them a, a, a subscription. Just go subscribe to their channel. Even if you're not a Raptors fan, go hit that subscribe button for us. Again, I'll put the link in the description below. Um, I want to make sure that uh, that good work does not go unnoticed, and he's doing a phenomenal job over there. Yeah, without a doubt, Luke is also he's just a great guy. Yeah, um, you know he's somebody you can feel good about during your support behind. One hundred percent. All right, let's talk a little bit about this this sale. Kind of a bizarre sale. Mark Cuban sells majority stake in the Mavs, but he still re retains control of basketball decisions, like the the basketball side of things. So he still gets to be the the key decision maker. Now, there's some the the wording of this is interesting because it said majority stake valued by valued at 3.5 million. And I believe this was coming from Shams. Billion, billion. Oh, yeah, sorry, billion <laughs> with a B. So 3.5 billion. Does that mean that Mark Cuban gets 3.5 billion dollars or that he sold a percentage of the team at the rate of 3.5 billion? Dollars. So if he sold, uh, you know, fifty percent of it, that's you know, he got one point seven five billion. Is that how did you how did you read that? Because I think that does change things a little bit. If you're valuing the Mavs at three point five billion versus he got three point five billion for the majority stake. The way I always read those things, unless it is called out differently, and rarely is that the case, is that it was valued at three point. He sold at a three point five billion valuation. Mm -hmm. And then whatever percentage of the team he is selling. I've not seen that other than majority stake. So that could be 50.1% of mm -hmm. the team. That could be 51%. That could be 75%. We don't know yet. We, we haven't seen anything you know, made you know, overly clear on that. He's going to get whatever that percentage is of that 3.5 billion. Now, an, <clears throat> excuse me, another piece of reporting that came out in addition to that was we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. 
We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Chase Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto I Live My Life a Quarter Mile at a Time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. That he could have probably pushed a higher valuation, mm-hmm. probably in the range of four to four and a half billion. But because he wanted to retain the basketball operations control, sounds like there was an agreement to sell for less, but leaving him in control of basketball operations. So that's another complicating factor in this that makes this a lot different than kind of the straight sale of buying, you know, the vast majority of the team. Because you think about you know the the Dallas market and you compare that to what the Hornets just sold for their majority stake went for what was it three billion valuation. I, the Mavs should be worth more than that relative to you know the Hornets. Um, so that's I think that does make sense that that was probably a bit of a negotiation there of hey, in exchange for being in control, I'm going to take a lower valuation on the team. And I mean when you've got I don't know Keith I'm not a billionaire, but <laughs> If you've got three billion versus four bit, like at, at what point do you just say I have more money than I could ever possibly spend in my entire life, and uh, and I I'll take three billion instead of four. Like, is, yeah, is that I mean, really going to change Mark Cuban's life? Probably not, right? Whereas he still gets to run the Mavs, so I get it. Yeah, yeah, and we're talking a different stratosphere of what the players are playing for in the in-season tournament, but I'll say the same thing. I've yet to meet the rich person who's like, you know what? I don't need more money. Yeah. Right? Like true. they all seem to want more, but yeah, I think that's probably what happened a little bit here. I think Mark Cuban's like, I don't need to get every penny out of this. And I still want to be involved. I still want to run the team. Now, a lot of people are speculating and it's, has not come out yet that I've seen. And I've been reading. If you want to follow who has the best news on this, it's Mark Stein. Yeah. He actually He's always plugged into story. Dallas. Uh, he was the first one on it. He's had all the best stuff out there um, about this story, but go check his stuff out. I've not seen a reason why Mark Cuban is doing this. It does not seem that anyone has definitively said. Now, there have been um, some things from Mark Cuban, uh, and we don't know. We'll find out if they're official conditions of the sale or if he was mm-hmm. just like, we got to do this. The family that is buying him, the Adelson family, they are primarily known. They own the Sands Casino in Las Vegas, and they own a bunch of casinos other places. It was within 10 minutes of this story being broken that there was speculation that they were going to try to move the Mavs to Vegas. Las Vegas. That's not happening. It's not going to happen. The NBA is not giving up Dallas as a market. They would mm-hmm. not 
it, 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 the sale just wouldn't go through. The league wouldn't approve it, right? The other owners would say no. Las Vegas is going to get a team. They're going to get an expansion team. Yeah, that is pretty much one of the worst kept secrets going, barring something wildly unexpected. Unexpected. Las Vegas and Seattle will get expansion teams, so the Mavs aren't going to move. There was also some speculation of, well, maybe this is a transitional thing. Cubans like, hey, I'll run the team through the TV contract, yeah. through the uh, you know potential maybe expansion and that, and then you know I'll bow out after that from running the team. I think it's more of Mark Cuban, and this is not meant as a criticism. He doesn't know how to not be involved in something he owns a big part yeah. of. So why not take a little bit less money and stay involved in the the family that's buying the team? Likely is just looking at it as here's an investment. We're making yeah. an investment. As it stands today, there's only 30 of these teams you can buy. Let's go buy this team and let's you know kind of go from there. And these values just keep climbing. Yeah, they'll hit a point where they uh, plateau for a while and they max mm -hmm. out for a period of time. But that's not now. That'll be somewhere post, you know, decade from now or if not longer so yeah it's uh you know we're, we're gonna find out more about this over the next you know weeks and days and months and there's no sense of how quickly this will happen it's not like it's going to be tomorrow those things don't mm -hmm. go that quick i mean it no. takes a while you've got that uh, much money so yeah yeah exactly so we'll we'll see but it's it is interesting because it did seemingly kind of come from out of nowhere that uh, mark yeah. cuban is selling well you know it's it's what's it, and, and this may not be related at all, but this came within, what, a day or two of the announcement that he's going to be leaving Shark Tank, that yeah. the next season is going to be his last on Shark Tank. Um, I know he's there were there was a time when if you followed Cuban's tweets, it sure seemed like he was setting himself up for some type of political run. Yeah, um, and that was that was I believe it was a few years ago now at this point. But there was there was a time where you're reading all of his stuff and you're going, OK, you're you know, you're, you're getting ready for something here. I don't know if that's what's coming out of all, or if the, those things are him leaving shark tank and this sale are completely unrelated or if there's something else or whatever, it's just, it's something I'm going to be keeping an eye on that. Those two things coming out this close together. Is there a reason for that? Or is it just circumstance? It just happened to be that those two things happen to come out now. That's something I'll yeah, be keeping an eye on. And I don't know enough about, his political aspirations to know, is he gearing up? Obviously it wouldn't be this election cycle. That's way too short of a timeline, but yeah. is he gearing up for something like that. I know there was some stuff out there about how he's really looking to grow. He runs at um, a prescription drug service yes. where it's yeah. like you can get it for a lot less. So there's sounds like he wants to really expand that business. So, I mean, Mark Cuban is a guy who the reality is we all know him because of the Mavs and now because of mm -hmm. Shark Tank and all this other stuff. But yeah, I don't even know how many people know he basically made his money because he was one of the pioneers of internet radio. Uh, yeah. Kind of a you know forerunner of what we're doing right now, especially if you're listening to the podcast side. He was a big part of that. Like he was a big part of making that stuff happen. So that's the podfather. Yeah, you know, whole thing. Yeah, yeah, to an extent <laughs> for sure. So so yeah, so we're we're gonna, you know, see where he goes. He's a guy who's obviously got a lot of interest in doing a lot of different things. So yeah, we'll find out. But yeah, it's a. Uh, you know, definitely was a little curious that this, you know, came right where it was. And yet I kind of wonder, was he getting the pressure from the, these, these, uh, the Adelson family to buy the team because it's 
I think there's some people who are like, let's get this done before the TV deal happens. And then maybe these teams are worth even more money then yeah. we're not going to get them for so good. So we'll, we'll see how that comes together. All right, let's get to this. Uh, Jamal Murray is on the men, should be returning soon from his hamstring injury. That'll certainly be a, a welcome sign for the Nuggets, although they do have that Jokic guy who's been pretty darn good. Um, although he did miss the game himself the other day, too. He and, did, he did, and, and they, they won anyway. The well, <laughs> yeah. Unreal. DeAndre Jordan with the throwback. It was uh, two former Clippers, Reggie Jackson and DeAndre Jordan, taking yeah. on the former team. That's the kind of thing where DeAndre Jordan, like, what, maybe a handful of times over the course of a year over of an NBA season, a, a guy like DeAndre Jordan can have a throwback, the clock, you <laughs> yeah. know, throwback performance. But, but I bet you he's hurt for the next week. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? DeAndre like, Jordan's like, I'm, I'm in the recliner now. And I'll yep. see you next yeah. Call, yeah. call me when you need me again in like a month. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm going to be sitting over here resting back up. But, yeah. but yeah, I mean, they, they got it done. So credit to them. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Last thing we've got, uh, Sean Strania saying that the Bulls, he believes, would want Austin Reeves in a Zach Levine trade. We previous had, previously had news, God, it was a week or two ago, that uh, that the Lakers would not include Austin Reeves in any deal. I, I've covered this quite a bit for Lakers Nation, but to me it's, of course they do. Like That's what every team was going to ask for in any negotiation with the Lakers. They're going to say, hey, what about Austin Reeves? Let's put him in. Um, we'll see. We'll see ultimately where it all goes, if Zach Levine is traded or, or not. Again, I'm not expecting anything to happen until probably after January 15th. Um, but let me ask you this, Keith. Is and this may the answer may just be it's an eye of the beholder thing. Is Zach Levine a positive value on his contract? Um, he's neutral, at least okay. for me. I don't I don't wouldn't call him a negative uh, contract yep. yet because he being able to create your own shot and create offense and create it for yourself and others is still a skill. And still a valuable skill. So I would, uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, I would say he's, um, you know, still a, a met a minimum, a neutral uh, contract. Where I thought you were going to go is, is he better for the Lakers than Austin Reeves is? Mm -hmm. And is if you put Zach Levine and Austin Reeves just in a vacuum, I'm taking Zach Levine. He's, a, sure. he's just a more Absolutely. productive player. He's a more proven player. But he also makes basically three times four more times than, yeah three yeah. almost four yeah times almost, more yeah. than uh than austin reeves does so once you say that yeah i don't know austin reeves has also shown hey i can play just fine with lebron and ad and i can be the third guy the fourth guy the fifth guy whatever it is when i'm on the floor i can adapt and, and be that player and i don't know that levine can do that so for the lakers as currently constructed considering there's no world where in austin reeves for Zach Levine trade straight up works that that would never be a thing. I don't know that I'm putting in the extra players and then whatever else it takes to go get Zach Levine. But I don't know that he fixes all that much, you know, for the Lakers. And I get it. Some people are down on Austin Reeves right now, but it's, it, you know, we're a month into the season. Like it might yeah. just be a slump. I'm not, I'm not going to write Austin Reeves off. I also wasn't, you know, Austin Reeves might be a top 25 player in the league where some people were getting bananas either. Like the, the truth is somewhere in the middle. He doesn't stink sure. and he's not, you know, an all-star. Like he's, he's just a very good high-end role player who's on a great value contract for what he is as a player. So yeah, considering to have to put in Hachimura and or other stuff and D'Angelo Russell, yeah, like, yeah. Then I'm like, eh, I don't know that I'm 
going all that effort to to make that happen. It just doesn't seem to be worth it to me if that's you know where I was going to go for the Lakers. Yeah, because I'm getting I'm getting that for a quarter of the cost. Austin Reeves is not a quarter of the player of, of Zach Levine. So might as well just roll with what I have. You'd, you'd have to believe very strongly that Zach Levine is, uh, it has been held back by the teams that he's been on, that yeah. the teams haven't been that good, but it's not been him. It's been, if he was in a different environment, then things would be, would be different and he would really be able to ascend to, to new heights. That's what you'd be banking on. If you're, if you're the Lakers, if you're any team and you're parting with draft capital, plus the the salaries that would have to go out to to make a deal work. I think about two, and I'll just crystallize this. I'll, I'll bring it back to the Celtics if I can for a second here. Sure. Think about how their summer went, right? The Brogdon thing fell apart on them, and they didn't trade him. And then because that didn't happen, they were able to go use his contract, which is really what happened, to get Drew Holiday. And we don't know what will happen between now and the trade deadline. And Reeves can't even be traded till January 15th anyway. But let's say if on January 15th, the Lakers went and traded Zach Levine. And then, I don't know, player X, who's amazing, is like, yeah, I need out. And they become available. And it's like, oh, we could have done that. Now, you can't, that's not how you run a team. That's not, you can't live that way. Cause if you're always living off the, well, what if somebody else becomes available? Guess what? Then they don't. Then you kind of get stuck right. and now you didn't do anything. Um, but that's going to also be a factor where it's like, if you at all believe another guy could come available that you like more uh, than Zach Levine, sometimes it's better to just hold on to your assets. That always goes back to the trade you don't make is sometimes better than the ones you do. So, you know, it's it's going to be interesting. But the main reason we want to put this out there is because it's out there from one of the leading NBA insiders. But also, let's just remind everybody, once again, Austin Reeves can't be traded until January 15th. Yep. So at the very least, we're a month and a half from this even being a, a story anyway. Yep, yep. It's going to be a while before any of this happens. Um, the Bulls have been losing a lot. I wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me if they if they do decide to move on again they got shellacked by the the celtics last night um if they do i know mayberry to... killed our Karnisovich today in a really piece on the athletic yeah it was uh he went all in about as all in as you're ever gonna see somebody go on a front office guy so it's uh things are coming to a head in chicago for sure yeah they're, i think moves are moves are coming and they're not gonna be the only team just they're they're right now the team that everybody's looking at yeah but by the time February 8th rolls around. There will be other sellers on the market too that we'll be we'll be discussing. Yep. All right, everybody. Well, that's going to do it for today's show. Again, make sure you do subscribe right here to the NBA front office show. Turn on those notifications. Till next time, everybody. See ya and stay safe. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. 
Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.